What would you do if you had a year left to live? What would you do if someone you love tells you that they have a year left to live? Death. The unwanted conversation. The ruthless foe. The one who creeps through the door in the dark of night and with no warning steals our most beloved treasure. Mortality is something that we do not think about. A child is born, we rejoice. A loved one dies, we cry. Repeat. Somehow, we take life as an end in itself. We somehow forget that even our bodies fight against immortality. As time goes by, our skin begins to wrinkle, our hair turns gray, our eyes no longer give way to light. Let me tell you about Daisy. At the prime of her life, Daisy is looking forward to the next stage. A successful career, a family of her own. She is basically looking forward to overcome whatever mountain that is set along her path. However, Daisy has been feeling rather off lately. She has been feeling more tired than usual. She has had a few episodes of feeling faint to the point she has to sit down. It cannot be anything now, can it? Having enjoyed good health the last 27 years, Daisy just decided to make a casual visit to the doctor until she found herself walking into a scheduled appointment with an expert oncologist. Terminal Cancer How did this happen? How exactly did life take such a drastic turn? How could she not have seen it coming? Nobody would have anyway. In the split of a second, the future had been condensed into a short period of give and take. What about the fantasies she had about herself in old age? What about the future she had envisioned with the love of her life? What about the things in life that had seemed so permanent? The things that made her human? The Chinese takeouts she loved, the summer breeze, the evening sky, the soothing sound of raindrops, the conversations she shared with family and friends around the bonfire? The genuine laughter, small acts of kindness, the music concerts she attended. Was it all going to be over? Not many people consider their own mortality. We cannot blame ourselves really. Life has managed to deceive us into thinking that it is the one solid thing that we have. We may joke about it but few consider their death and hence their life. When a loved one dies, it hits you like it most probably never had, we actually do not live forever. So how do you approach a life that has been put on a timer? A life that is slipping from the palm of your hands. Staring at death inevitably and undoubtedly does something to you. One acquires a shift in perception and priority. From probably being on the lookout for the latest things to wondering, what have I really done with my life? Wondering what people will remember you by. Then there is the people you will be leaving behind. How is it, when a loved one tells you that they have been diagnosed with a terminal illness? Suddenly a lifetime of wishful memories turns into an uncertainty of borrowed time. What then becomes their disposition while the person they love with all their heart gets snatched away from them for eternity? Let's look at Daisy's sister. She cannot remember a day in her life that Daisy has not been in. Daisy has been her best friend, her confidant, her partner in crime, she has been a source of encouragement. Having just a two-year age gap, the two have been inseparable. Let's call her sister Monica. Monica always fondly recalls how one day she happened to trip and fall while in school at just five years old. At just seven years old, Daisy quickly ran to the first sound of her sister's cry. Seven years old Daisy wiped away the tears from her younger sister's eyes with her small hands. She wet her handkerchief and began wiping away dirt and blood from Monica's wound. Of course a teacher intervened and cleaned Monica's wound better but that has just always been who and what Daisy has been in her life. Monica has to come into a reality of a possibility of a life without Daisy. They were supposed to grow old together. Monica was going to be the one to make a speech at Daisy's wedding, 
in the event there would be one. They were supposed to be together as they grew into career women, self-actualization. Why wasn't she the sick one? How could she not be able to help Daisy when she needed her the most? Who would be her confidant into old age? Who would be her safe haven? I have been trying to look at death from different lenses. You see, when someone dies, all those that love them experience some type of death as well. They are those that have to struggle with the reality of a life cut short. We cannot possibly imagine what that feels like. There are those that love them, that have to struggle alongside them watching them steadily decline, watching themselves powerlessly lose a battle. We cannot possibly imagine what that feels like. Then we have the ones that are left behind. A space that was once filled with love and a hope for a future now filled with painful pangs of loss and confusion. Yes we celebrate the time we spent together and the memories we made, but what about the beautiful future we had envisioned? What about the love we feel for these people? That's the thing, they were people. People who were loved and loved. They were people who impacted lives. They are people. Having recently lost myself. My own dear mother. I can tell you. When you see us, we who have been left behind, cry. We cry not because these people have died. We cry because we love them dearly. We cry because this love that we feel, we do not know where to take it nor what to do with it. But life is a journey, is it not? We grow even as we lose.